this is Joe Murata from Our Vantage Point Retro Wrestling Podcast. But now, live from the studios of the Old Bakery, this is the Memphis Continental Wrestling Cast. And here's your host, Luke Jennings. Hello again, wrestling fans. Hello again, Memphis Continental Wrestling Cast fans. And welcome to episode 22 of the UK's only Memphis wrestling-related podcast. We are live here from the studios of the Old Bakery here on YouTube in the video form and coming through your ears on all good podcast suppliers. Hello and welcome. Welcome to a new week and uh, what a week it's been. Um, but if you're from the UK, you've had some heartache and turmoil this past weekend. If you're not from the UK, you've had um, all-star baseball, you've had uh, home run derbies, you've had uh, excitement personified. Um, unfortunately, it didn't come home, but this week on the Memphis Continental Wrestling Cast, we are going home. We are going back to Memphis, baby. We are covering July the 12th, 1980. Um, we'll be covering a few results in a little bit. Just um, just want to say that um, the last f- past three weeks we've been covering Southeastern Championship Wrestling and um, I was missing Memphis basically, so I wanted to come back. Um, wanted to come back home uh, to Memphis. I've been missing the... <coughs> Excuse me, I've been missing the guys, so I want to come back to Memphis. So as of now, we are covering well, today. We're covering July the twelfth. Next week, we're covering July the nineteenth. Then uh, the week after that, so in three weeks' time, we'll be going uh, through to September. Um, I think the footage is then basically from September to the end of the year. Um, it's basically all there. Um, so we'll go through some results. We won't go through all of the results from. Um, April to July, but we'll cover a few. Um, last week we covered um, May the 5th, I think, on Southeastern. I can't remember. Um, I do apologise. But um, but a lot of the guys that we saw in Southeastern will see coming in to um, Memphis. So we'll, we'll, we're going to see Dutch Mantel. Um, we didn't see him yet, but he was in Southeastern with Kevin Sullivan. He'll be coming in to uh, Memphis. Um, we'll see. I think we'll see Terry Taylor soon in a couple of years. I think maybe we'll see Terry Taylor. I think he came to Memphis before he went to um, Mid-South. Um, and there'll probably be a few others we saw. Um, before we start, also rest in peace, Mr. Wonderful Paul Orndorff. We had the uh, tragic news of this week. Um, yesterday, we're, we're, we're recording this Wednesday night, Tuesday the 13th. We uh, uh, had the unfortunate news that Paul Ellerin had passed away, which is very sad. Um big star in the uh, late 70s to the mid 80s in the territorial uh, ways he was in mid-south he was in memphis um he was in various other territories and then also became ultimately uh famous in wwf at the time feuding with um hogan uh, had a great feud with hulk hogan sort of 85 86 87 sort of those few years he had a feud with him um then obviously went to WCW, uh, had a good run in WCW, former television champion, former tag team champion with Paul Roma. They were pretty wonderful, I think they were called. Um, and that's sort of where he ended his career, I think, is uh, WCW. would go on for quite a few years until then in there. Um, yeah, so rest in peace, Paul Orndorff. Um So like I said, this week we are covering 
July the 12th, 1980. Um, before we start, I'd like, just like to say thanks once again for everyone downloading. Uh, thanks to everyone who's watched. We are now on YouTube, youtube.com forward slash flash mooter. Um, if you're not watching, if you're watching, you'll know that because you've seen it. If you're not watching, just give it a watch. Um, you'll see me in the corner there. Hello, you see me in the corner, and we'll you'll be able to watch along with the episode if you don't want to um, watch it yourself. Just you know, it's a watch along podcast if you want it to. Otherwise, just sit back and listen and um, carry on. So visit us memphiscast.co.uk for merchandise and memphiscast on Twitter. You can email the show memphiscast at yahoo.com and you can find us on Facebook. Just search Memphis Continental Wrestling Cast in the search bar. Uh, no merchandise this week, just wearing a uh, Joey Janela Spring Break 2 t-shirt um, back from when, um, I think it's 2016-17, when PCO came back into the limelight. pierre Carl Ulit still wrestling now. He wrestled uh, this past weekend at Ring of Honor's Best in the World. He teamed up with... Uh, internet sensation Danhausen. um but yeah if you want me if you would like to have me on your podcast we can talk about this podcast we can talk about wrestling whatever uh if you go to at memphis cast you'll see there i every few days i put dates up that i'm available um when this comes out i won't be available until the tuesday tuesday night because we work four on four off I'm available sort of every other four days, if you know what I mean. So um, yes, so find find us on social media, find us on YouTube's, buy some merchandise if you would like. The picture that is up the top there of me, Lance, and Dave, you can um, get on a T-shirt, which is always fun. So we shall uh, just have a quick glance through our results, our handy Memphis Continental, our handy uh, little Bible here. So, just cover a few results. Obviously, we're going to be going through months and months of shows. So, let's head to let's head to the so May the twenty fourth for the television tapings. We saw uh, da, 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 we saw interviews with Sonny King. We saw an interview with Jimmy Carr, who I'm not entirely sure who is. Um, I know who he is in this country. He's a comedian, um, but I don't know who he is in wrestling. Um, we saw Jimmy Valiant defeat Ali Hassan. We saw Paul Irwin lose to Bill Dundee. Uh, Sonny King came out after Jimmy Hart. So the last time we saw Memphis, Sonny King had then teamed up with Jimmy Hart. So something's happened there. Um, we also saw the Blonde Bombers defeat Tony Boyles and David McGee. We saw Carl Fergie defeat Pete Houston. Um, on the, uh, the following night... Mid-South Coliseum on a Sunday. We saw Gypsy Joe and Skull Murphy, who are the Southern Tag Team Champions, defeat Jimmy Valiant and Bobby Eaton. We saw a hospital elimination match. Ken Lucas, Bill Dundee and Ricky Morton defeated Larry Latham, Wayne Ferris and Danny Davis. We saw, and that was a, for, there's a few other matches there, we saw attendance of 3,490. Um, the... Following, there was no TV results for some reason. The following Monday, we saw pretty much the same results for 7,436. Let's fast forward a little bit. There's TV results for Chattanooga, but there's no TV results for 
Oh, it's taped in Chattanooga, this one. Uh, June the 14th. We saw handsome Jimmy Valiant defeat Ali Hassan. We saw Paul Ellerin lose to Bill Dundee. We saw Carl Fergie beat Pete Hudson. We saw that must have been taped. That was taped in, actually. Some of these results are taped, so you'll get the result. Hold on, I don't know if you're about to see it there. You'll get the result there, but it's also taped, so you'll get it twice kind of thing. So let's see what else we saw. I don't think we saw anything else really exciting. Tape things were taped in Chattanooga. That was a Nick Gula show. We're seeing a lot more Gypsy Joe. The Bull Paul Ellerin is now being known as. Just a lot of the same sort of guys on the show. We will start seeing a few more guys, I think, from August, uh, where Nick Goulas's side of the promotion doesn't promote anymore, basically. Um, if you know your history, I think um, back in the day they split, so it was Jarrett and Goulas, and then in 1980, the Goulas side of things wasn't getting as much attention, or it wasn't getting being as good as the Jarrett side of things. So then... Jarrett brought out the Gula side, which means um, you'll start seeing sort of Bobby eating a bit more. Coco Beware, I think, starts coming on as well. So, the week we're watching July the 12th, July the 12th, July the 12th. I'm not sure what we're seeing here. What are we seeing here? Uh, we're watching the July the 12th show, so I shall give you the results for the week before. So July the 9th. July the 9th. The results for July the 9th TV show. So the Manchurians have now come in. Uh, we've seen the Manchurians um, on uh, South Eastern. So, we saw, so they're now coming in. Uh, July the 10th, 1980, at Madisonville, Kentucky, we saw uh, the fabulous Moolah and uh, defeat Wendy Richter. Um, Jerry Lawler is now starting to come and show himself a bit. He's still injured, I believe. He doesn't wrestle for another few months, but I think he's sort of coming out and being on shows because he's obviously it's been... Uh, Three, four months since he's been injured, so he's now able to sort of show show himself. And I think that's it, really. July the fourteenth, the Mid South Coliseum match. We saw Bill Dundee defeat defeat Killer Croup. We saw Billy Robinson defeat Paul Ellerin. We see Bill Irwin defeat Eddie Gilbert. We saw a CWA Tag Team Title Tournament featuring the Blonde Bombers, the Manchurians, Ken Lucas and Rick Morton, Sonny King and El Mongol. Jimmy Valiant and Carl Fergie. Uh, the winners were Jerry Jarrett and Tojo Yamamoto. July the 15th, Louisville, Kentucky. We saw Sonny King draw with Carl Fergie. El Mongol defeated Eddie Gilbert. Jerry Jarrett and Tojo Yamamoto defeated the Manchurians via DQ. Ken Lucas and Rick Morton defeated the Blonde Bombers. And a pole strap cage match. Jimmy Valiant and Bill Dundee defeated Killer Croup and Paul Ellerin. And I think that sort of brings us up to date. I can't see any results for the show, so that was taped. Ah, July the nineteenth. It, it was taped on June the twenty-first. It was a Goulas card. Oh, so this is we're going to be seeing some Goulas shows, I think. 
That's the 19th. We're covering the 12th, aren't we? July the 12th. It was also taped in Chattanooga. July the 12th. So we're going to see... Yes, yeah, so... July the 19th and July the 12th are taped a week, sort of a month in advance. Um, yep. And then from there... So then by the time we come back uh, in September, we'll see a few different matches. So, that's enough of me waffling on. Um, let's head down to ringside. First of all, let's open up a cold one. We've got a Duff. A Duff beer. So let's open up a cold one. Cheers. And uh, let's head down to ringside and see what we've got for action today. Ladies and gentlemen, this is episode 22 of Memphis Continental Wrestling Cast, the UK's only Memphis-related podcast. We are live in the studios of the Old Bakery. Please enjoy Memphis Wrestling. Day Brown, we're right along ringside waiting for the action to get underway here on Championship Wrestling, and we don't have to wait very long for that opening battle. Oh, you're right. Carl Fergie from Atlanta will be in here today. He'll be going against El Mongol in the opening match. Another single match, David Oswald against Jerry Bryant. We'll have Joe Stark going against killer Carl Krupp. And it'll be David McGee against Paul Ellering. Expiration of time tag team match coming up today. Wayne Hall and Bob Smith team against Ken Lucas and Rick Morton. My golly, I'll tell you, in addition to that, we got some super things on tape for you. As a matter of fact, we'll be hearing an interesting story from Sputnik Monroe. Additionally, we'll have an opportunity to see Bill Dundee when he went against Paul Ellering in Rupp Arena in Lexington, yeah. Kentucky. We'll see some other things in there, too. And by golly, you won't want to miss a minute of it. Action begins... Just a moment. We'll take time out right now. Come right back with it. So it's uh, very good to hear Dave and Lance back again. Um, we have missed them the last three weeks. And we've got a entertaining show. We've got some footage from various arenas around the Tennessee territory. And we're going to be hearing from Sputnik Monroe, a legend in uh, Memphis wrestling from back in the day. We've got uh, Ricky Morton and Ken Lucas. No Jimmy Valiant this week, which is a bit disappointing. Hopefully we'll have to see him or hear him in the future. Um, I think he's still around. He hasn't, quite, he hasn't left quite yet, I don't think. Obviously, Jimmy Valiant does come and go. Um, he was sort of 1985. He's in Mid-Atlantic. I think he's in Mid-Atlantic some, some sort of from like 82 onwards kind of thing. But he comes and goes, as is the... Um, the nature of territorial wrestling. So let's head back down the ringside to see what we've got for our first match. Enjoy. <laughs> Memphis. We're back in Memphis. I love it. <laughs> Fifteen minute time limit match introducing a 228 pounds from Atlanta, Georgia. On the right of your screen, Carl Fergie. Going against him from Mongolia. 
250 pounds, El Mongol is manager Jimmy Hart. This is going to be a one-fall 15-minute time limit match. Your referee is Jerry Calhoun. Yogi Calhoun is saying, let's get ready to wrestle in there. El Mongol, of course, with his... Uh, So we are back. First match, El Mungal, managed by Jimmy Hart against Carl Fergie. Carl Fergie has been around, I believe. I've heard the name previously, I think in the 70s. We are still in 1980, so. And the ever-present ever Jerry Calhoun as the referee. El Mongol complaining of the hair pull. He's not got a lot of hair there to pull, just a small uh, ponytail. The manager, Jimmy Hart, has to stay in his chair. Colin Obertuck. I'm dragged by Carl Fergie. And a second. Still complaining of a hair pull. Jimmy Hart has added to his family. He's added Killer Carl Krupp and El Mongol since we've left. He's still got Paul Ellerin. And others. No, uh, no ring skirt on the ring there, so you can see underneath. Looks like a decent crowd once again. Can't quite see. It looks like a fairly decent crowd, as you can expect here in the uh, the WMC studios. Um, bit of dirty deeds done, dirt cheap there by El Mongol. Didn't slow Carl down much though. He's right Working the, the arm here by uh, Carl Fergie. We've seen a lot of arm bars and such uh, the last three weeks at South Eastern, so nothing's changed. <laughs> oh. I'll put that at the shoulder joint. El Mongol, blue trunks, black boots, white elbow pad, Carl Fergie, black boots, Whoa, yellow and black boots. Jerry Calhoun wearing a lovely uh, sort of uh, beige referee outfit. Back to work in the arm. El Mongol able to get a foot on the bottom rope. Referee Jerry rope. Calhoun calls for the break. Dave Brown on the solo commentary at the minute. Lance Russell's of the outside or doing some promos. Couple of words of advice. Colin over top. Clever on four out of the back of Fergie. Fergie's over none of that. Going headlock. Work on the head. Nice sort of fairly even match here. No, neither, neither man getting an advantage too much. Oh, a chop there by Mongol. Off the ropes. Oh, reverse knife edge. Oh, jumping forearm there by Mongol. Oh, kicking him with those boots. They don't seem like uh, genuine wrestling boots. Look a bit, uh, a bit uh, suspicious there, shall we say? Oh, big right hand there by 
one goal. And again, Carl Fergie working his way back. Oh. Fingers to the throat there, I think. Behind. Yeah, good, uh, good spot there by Dave. Oh, Mongol now working on a pressure point. Side of the neck. Fergie on the mat. Tongan desperate pair by El Mongol. Or Mongolian desperate, maybe? As he's from Mongolia. Oh, Carl Fergie trying to get his way out, but he has. Mongol getting those fingers to the throat behind the ref behind the referee's back. Mongol with Fergie back on the rope. Oh, he's choking the steel. Come on, Jerry. Right get him back. Get him back. Irish whip. And a oh, lovely back body drop there. Over the back. Center of the ring. El Mongol. Oh, Fergie is in danger here. Now cover one. Two count. Carl Fergie's been worked over here now his last sort of minute or so. Coming up on the five-minute mark. A chop by El Mongo. Carl Fergie hits the deck. Fergie body slammed. El Mongo steps out on the apron. Oh, he's been caught. Oh, he's fallen. Oh, he's fallen. Good Lord. Fell off the top rope and caught himself on the top rope. That could have gone horribly wrong there for Mongol. Carl Fergie now. Coming back like a firehouse. He's over there, boy. Jimmy Hart has got to be careful. Lance is back. He's finished his cigarette. And. Oh, big back body drop. One, oh, one count. You're not going to beat anyone with a backdrop. Lovely slam there by Fergie. Oh, kick up by Mongol. This is a very good match. First opening contest. Oh. Oh. Over the top rope. Instant disqualification here in a NWA ruled Memphis. Instant dismissal. Instant disqualification after throwing him over the top rope. The time, 5 minutes 59 seconds, and Fergie start back in the ring, he is in the ring. This match is over, but Fergie upset. This match might officially be over, but unofficially they're fighting. Carl Fergie says, piss you, I'm not being thrown over the top rope. Fergie wins it on disqualification again the time 5.59 excellent match I'll tell you for a fact an excellent match and there is Carl Fergie battling hard against El Mongol Mongol is so vicious man he just everything in the world right from that opening bell the guy really goes after you and Carl Fergie battling his way back uh, was making some impressions and inroads on El Mongol and uh, Mongol I think felt at that point is a good time to get him out him out of the ring. <laughs> and he did with a disqualification. So the winner by disqualification again, Carl Fergie. We got more action. Going to be back to it. Don't you dare go away. Back to Wave Country Championship Wrestling in the ring in just a moment. I want to take time out to remind you folks in Jasper, Indiana, next Thursday, Thursday, July 17th. 
National Guard Armory. Handsome Jimmy is going to be there. Ken Lucas, Rick Morton will be there. Should be a wonderful night of action coming up Thursday, July 17th. Jasper, Indiana, Thursday, July the 31st. Candleton, Indiana. You'll want to see it all. All right, how about next Tuesday right there in the guards? Man, what a final event. Listen to this one. It's going to be a pole strap match. That is the strap up on top of a 10-foot pole. And the ring will be enclosed in wire. Won't be any skipping out. Bill's superstar Dundee, handsome Jimmy Valiant, go against Killer Carl Cruz and Paul Ellery. Mm, what a tough match, Billy. You know, Lance Hanson was just talking to me. He said, Bill, he said, you brought a whip. I had a belt, and Krupp always has his whip. He said, when the going got going, the referee wants to stop it. He said, let's go to the promotion and ask him for a handsome Jimmy Stipe match. He said, let's put the wire around the ring, get the pole, and put the strap on the pole, and the best team will win. Krupp, let, El, Krupp and Ellering, let me tell you something. This is when this little guy's size is going to come in real handy, because I'm going to shin me up the pole, and I'm going to throw the belt down to handsome Jimmy Valley, and all hell is going to break loose. I can tell you that, Daddy. I've seen you go up those poles before, and here's a guy who's going to be swinging it. Handsome Jimmy. Woo, Messi Lancer! This is Superstar Billy and Handsome Jimmy's match, baby. This is D-Day. This is D-Day, baby. The ultimate, brother. This is what's happening. I still cage around the ring, brother. Let's strap up on the pole. Right. Woo, Messi, I feel good, baby. This is all legal. Can you understand? I'm going to whip you, Krupp. I'm going to whip you, Ellis, till I blow up, baby. I can't whip no more, man. I'm going to get sick. I'm going to get sick in that red ripping, baby. Woo, that's that. Right there, baby. This is it. This is what's that, baby. I feel good. Tuesday night. Thank you, and ready right now. You better believe. Tuesday night, he's going to be double on ready. You be there, won't you? Tuesday night, the garden. Thing he comes as no big surprise to anybody who's been around professional wrestling for any length of time to say that Sputnik on row is controversial. Oh, yeah. As a matter of <laughs> fact, but, uh, well, you know it was brought in here, and I thought a very, very wise move uh, when Tojo Yamamoto and Jerry Jarrett were going against the Blonde Bombers with Danny Davis out there going to neutralize a little action. Sputnik had some comments to make, and uh, you got to hear what he had to say. Let's listen to Sputnik. Ask me what the problem is. Let me tell you what the problem is, ignorance. Jerry Jarrett, this little pencil-necked, peach-faced puke, called me and asked me to do him a favor. So I did a favor. Now, I beat these guys that they, uh, you know, it takes a fine mind and a fine body and perfect coordination to be a great athlete. Well, they evidently got fine bodies no brains. They bring in a diamond ring and Cadillac man to do a Model T job. Well, when you pay, you have to... When you play, you have to pay, man. So now it's settle-up time, and they give me a, They didn't give me no whip, daddy, no green, no line. They give me a little shoeshine money, man. I got expensive habits and expensive tastes. You don't call me and fly me in on an airplane and ride me out of town on a Greyhound bus like I slipped in here with a watermelon rind and a tennis shoe on, ignorance. So now I want to tell you something. I'm offended. You make me angry, it's like jacking with Mother Nature, daddy. You don't mess with Mother Nature. You don't mess with the sweet man either. I'm a diamond ring and Cadillac man with expensive taste and the greatest wrestler that ever come down that pike. And there, my reputation stands that way and that's the way it is and everybody knows how it is. So now you've had the sweet taste of being the winner and then now you're going to have the sweet taste or the bitter taste of defeat because I'm going to slip around on the other side of the ring, Mr. Jarrett, Mr. Tojo Yamano, Yamamoto, and all the rest of you. I'm going to be over on the other side and you're going to taste how it is for me to be there. 
And when I'm over there now, don't change your mind and come up with some money and a bunch of nickel apologies and tell me you want me back with you because there's no back, baby. I don't go backwards. I only go forwards. And forward it'll be from here on in. It'll be a fight because I'm hot now. Here's the sweet man as he uh, gets down on it, and that's what Sputnik did. He's gone over and joined up with the Manchurian and said, hey, I can take this team and make them into the world's greatest tag team as long as they got that fine mind of Sputnik Monroe. Well, there's two sides to a story, and Tojo Yamamoto and Jerry Jarrett, I think, had at least an explanation you certainly ought to listen to. Let's take a listen. Lance, I appreciate the opportunity for Tojo and I to get to tell our side of the story of the problem with uh, Tojo and myself and Sputnik Monroe. What it actually took place was that we did call Sputnik Monroe to come in and help us with our match against Paris, Latham, and Davis. Tojo and I had been unsuccessful because Davis was interfering. Sputnik came in for us and he did a good job. He did everything that a manager should do when the other manager's interfering. We were successful and we won the match. Tojo and I share the gate after that match. I made $500 and Tojo made $500. <laughs> the match and take the abuse and the pain and everything that goes with having a professional wrestling match and if that's not fair with him then nothing is the man is sick I don't know if he got behind and he's trying to catch up but uh, he can't do it in one night he can't do it in one match so uh, I appreciate the opportunity to to be able to tell the way the thing really went yes Sputnik Monroe I want to tell you something I tell you something you got a little overpaid and I tell you should be lucky it was for me, you wouldn't get, you wouldn't get paid that much. Sputnik, I want to tell you something. I don't want you threatening me and my protege. You said you're going over the fence, okay, you can go over the fence. I tell you what, if you want to invite me in the ring anytime, you're ready. I tell you what, you, you, you want to threaten me and my protege, I tell you what, I'll invite you anytime. You just come in the ring, you sick man. There you have a little family feud going on, but I think it's important that we got both sides of it right there, and of course I think you have a little better understanding of it. Now, we're ready for action, David. All right, it's going to be a one-fall 15-minute time limit match. Introducing from Arkansas at 220 pounds, David Oswald. And going against him from Memphis, Tennessee at 218 pounds, Jerry Bryant. This match one fall, 15 minute time limit. So this is a sort of a, a match of jobbers, really. We've seen these guys before, but we've seen them on the losing end of everything. We've got Jerry Bright, white singlet. David Oswald, still looking a little bit like Jerry Lawler, wearing red trunks. So we saw there in the interviews, uh, Sputnik Monroe, who was a legend in the 60s and 70s in this area, and in America, really. Um, and then we also saw Jerry Jarrett, promoter, and his, um, not protege, the opposite of the protege, sort of uh, inspiration, Tojo Yamamoto. Uh, they were tag team champions, tag team partners back in the 70s um, if you speak to different generations of Memphis fans uh, one of their favorites 
will be Tojo Yamamoto, uh, be him face or heel. He's a very popular wrestler. Uh, he's still, in, still hanging around as a manager, as a heel manager. Sort of. I've seen him in like 85 Memphis. Um, but yeah, that's what's happening. Uh, Sputnik Monroe felt like he was cheating out of money and after helping Jerry Jarrett and Tojo against the way against the blonde bombers and he's now bringing in the Manchurians to face Jerry Jarrett and Tojo um, in the near future. Be nice seeing a nice um, even match here by the two gentlemen considering they usually get their asses kicked uh, every week. Jerry Oswald working the head here of, David, of Jerry Bryant. Sorry, David Oswald. Oh, lovely, lovely back suplex there by Jerry Bryant. Absolutely wonderful suplex there. Belly back, if you will. And, uh, oh, lovely slam. One, oh, one count. Jesus. David Oswald sort of flapping around like a dead fish there, but... Uh, oh, right on the arse. Jesus. Lower back indeed, Lance. Landed right on his buttocks. Directly on the buttocks. And there will be no count. Side headlock on the mat, Jerry Bryant hanging in there as uh, this is a one fall 15 minute. We're two and a half minutes into action right at this point. Jerry Bryant trying to hang on, but Oswald rolls him back. Whoa, he may have had the tights. We couldn't really see from this side in there. Jerry Bryant, I think, was confirming. Now he's got a straight pin. He had a one. Well, maybe he had the other hand. Maybe we read it wrong. David Oswald here doing a bit of dirty deeds right here, grabbing the trunks, trying to get the uh, to, uh, Jerry Bryant off him. Really trying to get the advantage for pinning Jerry Bryant. So don't forget um, to follow us at MemphisCast on Twitter, memphiscast.co.uk for merchandise. Don't forget to follow and listen to fellow podcasters, uh, our vantage point podcast, OVP podcast. Uh, Booking the Territories, Mid-Atlantic Championship on. Wrestling, uh, Mid-South TV Review, uh, you've got Jim Cornette's various things, Conrad's uh, ever-growing enterprise of podcasts, um, you can find us at onestopwrestling.com com forward slash podcasts where there's a whole list of podcasts um, we like to share other podcasts on the twitter um, it's all about collaboration over competition we're all in this thing together we're all in this sort of podcasting uh, world together there's no need to be taking sort of snide shots at each other because we're all doesn't matter if you're me or if you're conrad you're all in the same window you all started off at the same thing it's just that some of us have got um, experience, some of us have got more uh, money, some of us have got more uh, exposure than others, but we're all still doing podcasts. Same as the whole wrestling world, doesn't matter if you're Vince McMahon or if you're Billy Bob Jones working Jones Barakins or you're still in the same business. So it's all collaboration over competition, so don't forget to... Uh, follow and listen to Coming other podcasts on hopefully maybe one day i'll be able to be a guest on someone else's podcast like i said um, if you follow us at memphis cast you'll be able to see when i'm available i usually just post i'm available for the next four days or whatever i'd like to come on chat about wrestling 
you know, I am a wrestling fan of now 30 years. Coming up November, 30 years. No, 31 years, November. 31 years. You know, I like to talk about wrestling. I don't really watch modern wrestling. I follow it on Twitter. Um, I've got my own views about it, as most people have. But, um, yeah, I like to talk about wrestling, regardless of what it is British, Mexican, Japan, whatever. Talk to them. So, uh, collaboration over competition. Back to the match. It's a nice even match here between uh, Bryant and Oswald. You wouldn't see this normally from these two. These two, like I say, are usually getting their asses kicked by the likes of Jimmy Valiant or Paul Ellerin or such and such. One, two, three. Lovely flying clothesline there by Jerry Bryant. Much to the applause of the crowd. The winner, Jerry Bryant. Really putting him down hard. David Oswald. Count it out, Dave. How about the time? Five minutes, 31 seconds. Ooh. Five minutes, 31 seconds. Good match. And you doggone right it was a good match. This Oswald whipped him in, blasted him with that uh, elbow a couple of times in there. And the son of a gun had his opportunity to go for the pins. Bryant was able to kick his way out. And on that third elbow to the well once too often, Bryant went under and came back really clotheslined him. Strung him out in there and got a three count. And that one is history in there with Jerry Bryant, the winner. We've got more action. You're going to have a chance to see Bill Dundee and Jimmy Valiant in action against Ellering and Krupp. And that action will be coming up in just a moment. And we will be back after this short message. Promotional consideration paid for by the following. Well, let me tell you something, brother. You're listening to Memphis Continental Wrestling Cast. Stick around, brother, and follow the show at Memphis Cast. Follow me at West Runton Luke J, brother. Follow friends of the show at Mid Atlantic Pod, at OVP Podcast, at Bottom Line Cast, at Extreme Cast, at Booking the Territory, brother. And be sure to hit up some brothers on Patreons. Patreon.com backslash booking the territory and Patreon.com backslash OVP podcast, brother. Like and subscribe to Mid-South Television Review with Mike Mills and the great Brian Last. What you gonna do, brother, when Memphis Continental Wrestling Cast runs wild on you? That's the, uh, that's the hype train. All aboard. Choo-choo. Mate, can I ask you a question first of all? Go right ahead. You know the definition of a windjammer? No, I really don't. It's have. the agonizing screams of a trapped turd. Look at him, Sayers. Couldn't tell, but whoever he was. Get around, and we caught some action in a couple of matches matter of fact, Dave, that I think the fans would be interested in seeing. One of them was about that took place in the Mid-South Coliseum in Memphis, Tennessee. Uh, it found the pairing of an interesting tag match when Paul Ellering, the big Southern heavyweight champ, and the mercenary out of Mannheim, Germany, Killer Carl Krupp, teamed together, Jimmy Hart's boys, and uh, you'll see him a little bit later today, as a matter of fact, and they went against Handsome Jimmy and the superstar Bill Dundee. This was in the Mid-South Coliseum, Memphis, Tennessee. Look at this tag match. Double-handed chop on Dundee. Dundee, flying press. One, two, but the killer breaks it up, and Handsome Jimmy going after the killer. 
Dundee grabbed whatever it was that Ellering had. While Banyan and Troop were fighting on the floor, referee Paul Morton trying to get that out. Turned it down, really, so you could hear me. There's a brawl outside. Crowd's going absolutely crazy, as you can imagine, these four athletes in the ring. Dundee roll up one, two. Oh, good lord, what a fast count there by Paul Morton. Good God almighty. What a count. Jesus effing Christ. What a sensational bout. He must have needed to get out and catch his bus. Oof, lordy. Your winners there, Dundee and Valiant, which is obviously leads the, uh, to the upcoming cage pole match. Was the fact that Dundee did in fact pin Paul Ellery. Yeah. It was a tag match, obviously not a Southern heavyweight title match. Handsome Jimmy was kind of scuffling it up with a killer in there, and uh, it turned out to be a most exciting action with Dundee and Valiant winning that. Uh, there was a return Southern heavyweight title match, and it took place in gigantic uh, rough arena in Lexington, Kentucky. The championship cameras were right up there, and I think you may be interested in seeing the single match with uh, Paul Ellering and Bill Dundee. Watch the entire thing now. Let's take a look. There is that shoulder and Ellering's stomach again. As we see Bill Dundee challenge Paul Ellerin for the AWA's Southern Heavyweight title. Can't see the crowd, it's sort of a dark arena. We are Lexington, Kentucky. Hotbed of wrestling. I don't think One. it, yeah, there it is. Not One, two. Don't kick out there. Not right sure who the ref is there. I think it might be Eddie Marl or Tommy Marlin, I think. I'm sure Lance will tell us. Oh, Ellerin missed the elbow. elbow. Ellerin now fighting for his title. He needs to keep his title. He needs to defeat Bill Dundee if he wants to keep his title, shall we say. The Minnesota muscle mouth. Oh, what Dundee took a drop kick to the teeth there by Bill Dundee. One, two, two count. That's a good count there. And considering the last match we saw where Paul Morton counted three in about one second. Big knee there by Bill Dundee. They're 11 minutes into this match. Sounded like there was a 45 minute time Dundee limit, maybe. Right it could have been because it's a top, it could have been an hour. But they're 11 minutes in. Poor, and both men look like they've actually uh, beaten the holy shizer out of each other. Drop down by Dundee. Oh, sleeper hold, sleeper hold. Dundee with a sleeper. Checking ref. Oh, oh, what a maneuver there by Paul Ellerin. Just launched, launched Dundee right into the referee. Oh, was right, Tommy Marlin. Is that a ramp? Or up, there? Is that a ramp? Not. not sure. Oh, big Dundee back body drop by Bill Dundee. He may be in tiny in stature, but he's uh, big in spirit. Is Bill Dundee? Bill Dundee's now got a chain. Who's that? That's two rings. That's two rings. Carl Krupp is in the ring. 
the German from Germany. Referee's calling for the bell. Referee's calling. Here comes Jimmy Valiant. The handsome man's in. Attacking killer Carl Coop. Ellering on Dundee. Jimmy going after Coop. Now Ooh. after Ellering. Jimmy's now trying to save his friend Bill Dundee from these two. Oh, Carl Coop now. Attacking Group Jimmy Valiant. Coming out. Whipping him like a dog. Whipping him like a red-headed stepchild, as JR would say. Oh, Carl Krupp annihilating Jimmy Valiant with that riding crop. Whipping him like he's, a, he's running the Grand National. Or the Kentucky Derby, if you will. Looks like two rings, I think. I think that's what it is. Jimmy Valiant now coming in with a chair. Falling at our timer's table. Group goes out with Valiant with a chair. The winner by disqualification is going to be Bill Dundee. Yes, it was two rings. Well, there you had the second there was a two ring Dundee battle royal this from Lexington, Kentucky, which was won by Tojo Yamamoto. What would have happened if the killer hadn't have come in there? Well, that's speculation anybody can say. Um, so we don't know, but we do know what did happen. It was a whale of a fight when it Yes, day. it was. <laughs> and Dundee gets the win, but not the belt. As, no, as a matter of fact, the belt stays, of course, with Paul. And uh, that was some tough action. We got some more of that tough action coming up. Championship Wrestling. Be back in just a second. Women, children, white, black, it doesn't matter. They're there to enjoy the wrestling. They're there for a good time. Oh yeah, plenty of action yet to come right here on Channel uh, 3's Championship Wrestling Action. Do want to tell you about the entire card. Told you about the main event, worth the price of admission alone, that pole wire match that's coming up. But the opening bout is going to be El Mongol against Eddie Gilbert. Sonny King will be going against Carl Fergie. Grudge match, the Manchurians with Sputnik Monroe right at ringside in their corner going against Tojo Yamamoto and Jerry Jarrett in Louisville. Then a no time, no disqualification. Boy, you can forget all the rest. The title's not on the line. Only action when Ken Lucas and Rick Morton go against the Blonde Bombers with Danny Davis along ringside. And remember, no time, no disqualification. Then the final match. This is going to be the pole strap match with a ring enclosed in wire when Killer Carl Krupp and Paul Ellering will be going against the team of Bill Superstar Dundee, Handsome Jimmy Valiant. All happens Tuesday. 15-minute time limit match coming up. That's Joe Stark standing in the ring there on the right side. Referee Jerry Calhoun on the left waiting for Killer Carl. What a great day, Russell. I love this. Back-to-back, -back, two of the greatest athletes in the world. My champions, baby. Killer Carl Krupp, the European champion, and Paul Ellering back-to-back. -back. Marvelous, yeah. Boy, he is really exuberant. His jaw must get getting better. He's cheerleading a little bit more now. Okay, David, how about the introduction? Joe Stark on the right of your screen will weigh in at 225 pounds from Arkansas. On the left of your screen with his manager, Jimmy Hart, from Mannheim, Germany, at 261 pounds, killer Carl Krupp. This is a one-fall 15-minute time limit match. Referee Jerry Calhoun. Calhoun telling... Uh, so we have Joe Stark from Kansas versus Killer Carl Krupp from Meinhelm, Germany. Joe Stark, blue singlet, white boots, 
killer Carl, black and red, black and red trousers, black boots, came in, did a goose step, did the old salute, and uh, nothing was said. It's 1980, and we still believe in Nazis. In the throat, he caught him. Stark thrown out of the ring between the ropes. Down under the floor, and I think maybe bumped There's been no talk of Ali Hassan. Um, he was in some of those results we saw. I haven't heard him mentioned in this um, episode. I don't think he's. I think he's gone. Um, obviously, there's no explanation. Um, he's gone. He, from what I um, remember from Jim Connett tweeting me saying he was. Um, based in Indianapolis, he, uh, was, he drove the ring for uh, Dick the Bruiser's group, then obviously went on to become Jack Kruger, angry, shouty ref, uh, 1967, 8, that area, uh, he's a big uh, big hit over there with, with the OVP guys, Joe and uh, Quinn, angry ref, angry, shouty ref, Jack Kruger, as you can imagine, Carl Kruk here is having his way with Joe Stark, absolutely annihilating him. He's got his right hand uh, wrapped up and taped, so I'm guessing he uses that as a weapon. Barney referee's back. Joe Stark's bouncing around like a pinball, but he's absolutely getting beaten here by the German. We're a minute and a half into the action. He's choking him, ref. Come on, ref. He's choking him. There's a choke by Killer Carl. Come on, ref. Trying to get it broken up. Choking the left hand, Joe Stark. Yeah, come on. Right come on, ref. Get the hold. Going to end up disqualifying him in a minute. Good time, Lord. Oh, into the head. Head in the turnbuckle, if you will. Headed back to the dressing room. Oh, I should. Oh, boot to the midsection. Oh, there's a cover by One, Group. One, two. two it's all three, over. Your winner, Killer Carl Karoop. Two minutes, 19 seconds the time on it. And Joe Stark, boy, he gave him a battle. He was going for him, but he just couldn't get it going. His group was all over him from the opening bell and kept it that way. He didn't let reputation slow him down one bit, I'll tell you for a fact. And there is uh, Joe Stark was giving it what he had. He was giving it a shot, he sure was. In there against a really rugged one in there. Wheel, so the killer. We got another one coming right up, and we do, in fact. I'm back with you. Uh, Jimmy Hart all excited about getting the next bout started and they're in the ring, Dave, so let's just go on with the next action. It will be a one-fall 15-minute time limit match on the right of your screen. From Louisville, Kentucky, 189 pounds, David McGee. And on the left of your screen, from Melrose, Minnesota, 235 pounds, with his manager, Jimmy Hart, the holder of the Southern Heavyweight title, Paul Ellering. One fall. 15 time we are straight back into action. No gap here. Jimmy Hart is back out. David McGee, blue singlet. Don't know what to get the camera for. Don't know what's going on. Against David McGee, against the Minnesota muscle mouth, Paul Ellerin, white trunks, white boots. In there with Jimmy Hart. He is the current AWA Southern Heavyweight Champion. He has been that now for quite a few months. Powerful, powerful man. Defeating that many a man. 
to regain that title, retain that title even, retain. As you can see, as you can imagine, Paul Ellerin starting off the offensive. Using his power against David McGee. Oh, what a power whip into the corner, good lord. Snapmare by Ellerin. Elbow drop. This could all be over. One, two, no, oh, no, kick out by David McGee. Beautiful. Powering down on David McGee. Oh, he banged him. Oh, he put McGee down. David thwarted right from the very beginning. Ellering straight up. Run. Bang. Drops him. Body slam. Well, you're looking at a guy that held a world record of 745 and a quarter pounds. Yeah, Jimmy. And the deadlift record, it was broken in 1978. Powerful. Oh, knee to the midsection. We're a minute and a half in, and I'm sure to McGee, it seems like an hour and a half. About you know that's point. the truth? Oh. Ellering easily picks him up in the air. Another big slam there by Paul Ellering. Using his power, using his strength there to just toss David McGee around like a bag of sugar. Having his way here with David McGee, as you would imagine here, being the AWA Southern Heavyweight Champion and being the big muscle man that he is. Oh, oh bear hug. This is going to be over, I think. Trying to squeeze the life out of David McGee. McGee's trying to fight his way out of it. McGee's trying to fight his way out, but I don't think he's going to be able to make it. Still trying to fight. Oh, power, power there, Paul Ellering. Can't remember if he keeps checking. He's pinned. He's pinned. Oh, what a lovely maneuver! What a lovely man! What a maneuver! Good lord, I've never seen anything like that in my life. Bear hug pin. Squeezing the life out of David McGee and just sits him down on his shoulders. Absolutely amazing maneuver there by the Minnesota muscle mouth. And your reigning AWA Southern Heavyweight Champion, Paul Ellerin. Still held him up in the air with his shoulders down on the mat. Powerhouse, no doubt about it. Okay, we got you. 239 at the time. 2 minutes 39 seconds. Winner Paul Ellering as he defeated David McGee with that Bear Hogan pin on it. We've got more action coming up. Be back to it in a moment. To the expiration of time at a total weight of 492 pounds on the left of your screen from Colorado Springs, Colorado, Wayne Hall, and from Jackson, Tennessee, Bob Smith going against him at a total of 414 pounds on the right of your screen from Las Vegas, Nevada, Ken Lucas, and from Nashville, Tennessee, Rick Morton. A match to the expiration of time, referee Jerry Calhoun. 
main event time here. We've got Bub Smith and Wayne Hall against the AWA Southern Tag Team Champions Ken Lucas and Ricky Morton. Exploration of time match. So whoever gets the most falls over the time wins. Uh, I think you can. Uh, think you can guess who's going to win. Oh, I won't spoil anything. I've never seen any of these matches, but you can just guess who's going to win. I am watching this with you live. So if you've never watched Memphis, I've never watched Memphis. I've watched some stuff, obviously. I've never seen these episodes. So we've got Ken Lucas starting off with Bob Smith. Ken Lucas tagged into Ricky Morton. He carries on working the head to Bub Smith. Ricky Morton, uh, blue and red trunks, white boots. Bub Smith, black singlet, white boots. Ricky Morton giving up a good £100 here against Bub Smith. But as we know, Ricky Morton has got fight for days. What he, what he lacks in weight, he more than has in uh, heart and determination. Rick Morton tags in Ken Lucas carries on the headlock to Bub Bub tags in to Wayne Hall who's coming in with a red and white singlet Ken Lucas continues to work the head of Wayne Hall off the ropes oh shot tackle by Ken Lucas and goes back to the headlock tag to Ricky Morton who comes in and continues the headlock. Wayne Hall... Oh, tried to power his way out, but Ricky Morton held on like a bulldog. He had that bulldog determination there. Carried on holding on to the headlock. Shoot off by Wayne Hall, drop down, headlock bugger Ricky Morton. <laughs> Headlock City, baby. Ken Lucas back in now with the headlock. Headlock takedown. Shoulders of Wayne Hall are down. Finest you'll see. He and Ken Lucas make a fine team because uh, Kenny uh, has never claimed to have the, the wrestling finesse. He's a street fighter. Boy, you put that finesse and Morton and the street fighter and Lucas together and you've got yourself quite a team and they do currently hold the belts. It's Wayne Hall in there now. Colorado Springs, Colorado. Whoa, Rick Shoulders roll down to the mat. Referee though, trying to keep uh, Bub Smith out on the apron where he belongs. I think Bub is... Rick Morton here's got the, uh, the Ric Flair-esque hairdo for those of you not watching the those beautiful blonde locks not quite as long as they would be when he was in the rock and roll but he's still a good two years from rock and roll I think um, I think they honed their skills here in Memphis before they went off to Mid-South in late 83 with the talent exchange that they had when Bill Dundee was the booker and went over to do some booking for Bill Watts because Mid-South was uh, on a bit of a decline. They surprised the wrestling world when they were able to win the Southern Tag title. Game is a real upset, but we've said it before. I, I, I think while still a lot of people make them underdogs when they go into a match, 
I think they've proven they're for real. They're not just uh, a luck fortunate set of guys that happen to win a championship one night. Oh, referee telling Rick Morton, keep out of the hair, but he does it again. Interesting counter to uh, Hall, who was had ideas twice of sending Rick flying into the ropes. He was going to whip him in there, but Rick caught his hair and yeah. prevented that. Oh, my hand got stuck in his hair. Yeah. Son of a gun. So uh, the team of Lucas and Morton continue to work the head. And uh, Rick Morton doing a few little sort of uh, heelish maneuvers, grabbing the hair and stuff. But the crowd find it entertaining. And here comes Bub Smith. Like we said, Bob Smith uh, outweighs Ricky Morton by a good hundred pounds, I would imagine, here. But Rick has no uh, oh, has no difficulty in taking him down with the arm drag. Attack to Lucas. Oh, kick to the arm there by Lucas. Arm bar. Back to Wayne Hall. Tag on Wayne Hall, and Hall and uh, Smith have been rather active in tagging in and out also. Colin Obertuck. Lucas. Lucas with Wayne the knee Hall. of the gut. Ooh, lift. Knee lift. And again, million dollar esque. Tag to Vicky Morton. Over the shoulder. Rick Martin pulls the knee pad down. Oh, knee to the chest. Leg. One, Covers one, two. Oh, kick two, out. But he didn't make it go. We're coming up on about five and a half minutes in. This first ball of action still Quite a few uh, fast, uh, quite a few pinfall attempts there by Ricky Morton. All oh, roll him one, over. One, He's go on, Riff. Two. two. Oh, no. Oh, just. Got that right shoulder up. Oh, stumped to the face. And uh, a chin lock. Hopefully you can hear me okay. I've got this lovely new mic. Hopefully it's uh, it's uh, it's an easy listening experience. I've listened to a few bits of it and it sounds okay. Um, First ball, but they're still in it. Reverse face lock. Rick has him chin locked securely in there. No choke. He's got it right on his chin. Hanging right on is Rick Morton with Wayne Hall battling at it. He tried, Wayne. Couldn't get him in about three attempts. Now he tags out to Ken Lucas. They're going to have to get him softened up a little bit more. And that's one way of softening him up. One of the quickest ways. So we're quite a while into this match. We haven't had a first fall yet. Um, it doesn't know uh, if that shows um, how good Ken Lucas and Ricky Morton are, but they can't get a pin on these two um, gentlemen. But they're uh, working them over, working the head, working the arm. Obviously, there's no flips and dips and shit like that here in Memphis. Ricky Morton's in. Oh, big knee to the gut of Wayne Hall. And he's going in a stump puller. Now, Rick and going for it, pulls one, the leg up one, two, oh no, no, went for the stump, pull up in, one, two, 
but Wayne Hall kicks out. Chin lock again. Wayne Hall and Bob Smith are putting up a good show here, kicking out of a lot of offensive maneuvers. Leg with a weight up on top, but Hall determined, kicking around. Drops with a leg, lower leg in the uh, middle of the back on Wayne Hall. Referee checks for a choke, there is none. Just a good chin lock, reverse face lock he's got on him. Tag from Ken Lucas over to Rick Morton. Ken Lucas too busy uh, talking to the crowd to uh, said pin, uh, instead tag. Ken Lucas there with a uh, eight minutes we've had here, ladies and gentlemen. And still no pin. Ken Lucas, oh. And, oh, I don't know what that was about. One, two, three, that's first four. Ricky Morton with a jump over for no reason. We're going to be back in the ring with Channel 3's Championship Wrestling coming up in a moment. Hey, a quick reminder to you folks around Jasper, Indiana, Thursday, next Thursday, July 17th, National Guard Armory Championship Wrestling comes your way. Now, Tuesday night, we talked about uh, about a little bit earlier. I want to continue on that one. That's the pole strap match where the strap is at the top of a 10-foot pole, ring enclosed in wire, Handsome Jimmy Valiant, Bill Dundee on one side, and on the other side, take a look at this, Paul Ellering, and the big mercenary from Mannheim, Germany, Killer Carl Krupp. Take note, Mr. Leffel, and give me credit for imagination and intelligence. Look at my heart. Look at the physique of this man. Then I look at the physique of Mr. Dundee. Yes, he is a very athletic-looking young man, but... I look at the physique of Mr. Valiant, as I call him, Big Bird from Sesame Street, Mr. Valiant. And I wonder where Mr. Dundee's athletic intelligence has gone to. This long, tall drink of water that prances around the ring like he's 98 cents short of a dollar. He is screaming about the strap match. <laughs> My good friend. Mr. Paul Ellering will be waiting at the bottom of the pole, and I will be tossing our opponents to watch him. And I'll say, catch Mr. Ellering! Here comes Dundee, Mr. Ellering! Catch Mr. Ellering! Here comes Big Bird from Sesame, handsome Jimmy Valiant! And when we get the strap off the top of the pole, <laughs> all hell will break loose. Okay, Paul Ellering, uh, Killer Carl Coop. Of course, manager Jimmy Hart will be out there, but the ring will be enclosed in wire. The strap on the pole. You be there Tuesday. When you've used all the time, you've used all the time, so we can't bring them back in for another. So we have used all the time on the television. So we have used all the time on the television show. Just to give you an update on Killer Carl Coop. I just wikipedia him. And he was a Dutch-born professional wrestler, famous during the 1970s and early 80s. He was born in the Netherlands and was a child during the Nazi occupation of his home country. Sometime after the war, he emigrated to the United States. He, uh, he came to Memphis in 1980, where he eventually joined Jimmy Hart's first family of wrestling stable and tangled with Jerry Lawler. He returned before long to Atlantic Canada. However, he would, however, where he would have a memorable run in Atlantic Grand Prix wrestling. 
holding the European title and feuding with the great Malumbo and Hercules Cortez. In the mid-1980s, near the end of his career, he feuded with Angelo Mosca around southern Ontario. By the end of 1983, he began wrestling in the Dallas, Texas-based territory, uh, uh, world-class championship wrestling. He uh, tagged with Fritz von Erich. He also tagged with a gentleman by the name of Karl von Stroheim. Um, they did the um, German gimmick back in the day. Um, I'm guessing he did the German gimmick with Fritz von Erich as well. Yeah, yeah, he did a sort of a, a German a gimmick with Fritz von Erich in all Japan. So that's just a little update there for you fans there who don't know who Killer Carl Group is, but may have heard of the name. So that is it, ladies and gentlemen. Um, thank you very much for listening and watching. Uh, that has been July the twelfth, nineteen eighty, live from Memphis. This has been episode twenty-two of Memphis Continental Wrestling Cast. Once again, please do not forget to download, subscribe, listen, share, retweet, follow us on Inst- on Facebook, Memphis Continental Wrestling Cast. Follow us on Twitter at MemphisCast. Go to memphiscast.co.uk for some merchandise. Go if you are listening haven't watched please go to youtube.com forward slash flash muta and subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode i have been your host mr luke jennings this has been memphis continental wrestling cast and until next week when it's spring again i'll bring again Tulips from Amsterdam With a heart that's true I'll give to you Tulips from Amsterdam I can't wait until the day you fill These eager arms of mine Like the windmill keeps on turning That's how my heart keeps on yearning For the day I know we can Share these tulips from Amsterdam Share these tulips from Amsterdam Share these tulips